And now, from the Save on Foods Wines of British Columbia studios, it's BC Food and Wine Radio. Now, here's Anthony Gizmondi. Hello, British Columbia. I'm Anthony Gizmondi. Welcome to today's show. Uh, some mellow music for a mellow time of the year, really. Uh, Early August, a lot of people planning uh, maybe a last-minute trip into uh, wine country, uh, other people planning a fall trip into wine country. Uh, we have been all over the place this year, and I can tell you what awaits you are some fantastic times, some interesting people. And don't forget, there's way more than just wine when you get out in the countryside, and uh, perfect time now for tomatoes. Uh, well, perfect time to catch a few rays uh, before it's gone for the winter. So think about that as we uh, jump into today's show. Uh, Jack Kemp's going to join us today. She's the winemaker at Therapy Vineyards. We're going to talk about a new project called Hard Press. Uh, it's a really interesting uh, product that's coming out of therapy. She's going to explain it all to you, so you'll have to stick around and listen to that. And we'll also get a 2022 update on what's going on in wine country from Naramata to the Similkameen, uh, we catch up with Charlie and Jesse Basler. They're the co-proprietors of Corslet Estates Winery, and we're going to trace their very different journeys to British Columbia wine country. It's a fascinating interview. We'll also be in Italy today to speak with Dominga Cotarella. She's the CEO of the famed Familia Cotarella. We're going to talk about wine and maybe more importantly, the future of service throughout the hospitality industry and how important it is to treat guests in a hospitable way when they come to your restaurant. But up next, Kimberly Wish, partner of Le Petit Abbé. She joins us to talk about her Naramata Cidery, inspired by France and the Humble Bee. This is BC Food and Wine Radio, and I'm Anthony Gismondi. We'll be right back. There's more to come. This is BC Food and Wine Radio with Anthony Gismondi. BC VQA Wine. A reflection of our land and the exceptional folks that craft every bottle. Save on Foods is proud to offer the world's largest selection of BC VQA wines all in one place, plus an extensive collection of BC's most popular ciders. And with their Everyday Customer Discount Program, you'll get 10% off any four bottles, or select 12 bottles and save an additional $12. Wines of British Columbia at Save on Foods. Find your nearest store at saveonfoods.com. Lively, delicious, and totally alcohol-free. Introducing Piquet Zero from Benjamin Bridge, a creative and unprecedented wine-style beverage. Discover the unique deliciousness of this new sensory experience. Golden sapphire in color with a blonde hue. The nose features zesty suggestions of key lime, blood orange peel, and lemon preserve with a balancing texture of tart cherries. And best of all, Piquet Zero is absolutely alcohol-free. For details, visit softcrush.ca. Penticton, the hub of the South Okanagan, a place to slow down, take your time and enjoy perfect patio weather and a world-class wine and culinary scene. With 80 wineries within a 20-minute drive, along with distilleries and cideries, eight craft breweries and a fantastic variety of locally sourced restaurants, Penticton is the perfect destination for your relaxing summer getaway. For details on wineries, tours, tasting room and restaurant hours before you go, and for more trip inspiration, head to visitpenticton.com. The flavors of the region come alive at 15 Park Bistro at Watermark Beach Resort in Asuyas. Enjoy lakeside dining inside or outside on the patio. Chef Nick Atkins and his team are ready to offer up top-notch, seasonal, and locally inspired menus to complement the unmatched views of beautiful Lake Asuyas. 
For an unforgettable dining experience, 15 Park Bistro is the lakeside place to be. Now open for breakfast Saturday and Sunday mornings at 8. To find out more, visit 15parkbistro.com. And now, from the Save on Foods Wines of British Columbia Studios, it's BC Food and Wine Radio. Now, here's Anthony Gismondi. Hello, British Columbia. Welcome to the show from Bounce Radio in Salmon Arm to Radio NL in Kamloops and all other 18 cities across the province listening to the BC Food and Wine Radio Network. Our first guest today is Kimberly Wish. She's a partner at Le Petit Abbe, and she's going to talk about uh, bees, pears, cherries, and ciders, uh, all available at her cidery on the Naramata bench uh, in Penticton. Uh, Welcome to the show. Great to have you with us. Thank you. Very excited to be here today. Uh, well, it's fun to talk about uh, uh, cider, cideries and cider. They, it seems like it's their moment in the sun. Uh, let's let's start with you, though. Uh, what's the origin of the story here, and uh, when was when was your cidery founded? Um, not too long ago, actually. We are uh, we got right in on this sort of cider uh, momentum as it's been as it's been happening over the last few years. Um, we officially opened in July of 2020, uh, but started talking about the project back in 2017, 2018 type thing. Mm. And and Naramata Bench, uh, was there a reason why you selected that? Well, yeah, we are a local family, so it's not just myself, but I have a brother who's involved as well in the day-to-day operations, and, and our mom, actually, who's a very savvy businesswoman she's uh mm-hmm. she's involved at arm's length but we're local and um wanted to uh establish something of course that was you know meant something to us having been having grown up around the around the orchards and all the beautiful um fruit that we we would have uh back back when we were growing up um so the property came up for sale along the Naramata bench uh back in yes 2018 and we jumped on the opportunity because we've been talking about this uh, this project, and it seems like a seems like destiny almost. <laughs> right, uh, Kimberly yeah. Wish is a partner at Le Petit Abbe. Why don't we talk about the name because it's a it's a very interesting name. Hmm. Um, yes. First and foremost, good job on pronouncing it properly. <laughs> a lot of people <laughs> get confused, uh, but it looks more complicated than it is. Yes, La Petite Abbe is French, of course, for the little bee. Uh, so when we were talking about what style of cider we wanted to produce, we really uh, looked at the market and thought to ourselves, hey, now why isn't there kind of like a, a high-end or more elevated version of a cider? Um, what would it look like if we were to make something like that? Mm-hmm. And our first thought was to look to France. Uh, they've been making cider for centuries. Um, they've got their old world, you know, traditional techniques. Um, and we wanted to incorporate a little bit of that into our, our branding because we wanted to, like I say, create something a little more, a little more high end. Uh, yeah. And then the reference to the, to the bee is just, of course, we need those bees. Um, they're very we, important to our fruit sure production do. and, and uh, overall world food supply, I've heard. So, they're kind of a, an important little insect, albeit small. <laughs> yeah, well, I think it's a wonderful name. And, and uh, of course, looking to the French, it's nothing new in the wine business. Uh, people have done that for uh, decades, uh, looking for uh, 
tips or ways to go. What I like is that in the end, what we see in the Okanagan is that many people, no matter where they come from or where they look to, they they still create a really authentic uh, Okanagan product. And uh, for you to do that, uh, you know, in the heart of Penticton on the bench, I think is fantastic. Uh, Do you blend your ciders uh, or do you, like, what, what is the strategy? Well, we are primarily looking to use the fruit that we grow on our orchard. So uh, we have about a five and a half acre parcel um, that was probably part of a much larger orchard at one point. So we have some very uh, well-established trees. Uh, Our cherry trees, for example, are about 70 years old. We have pear trees that are 40, 50 years old, um, among many other classic Okanagan fruit trees. Uh, mm-hmm. So to answer your question, yes, we do some blending, but we we're, our, our thing is actually pears. We we do two all pear ciders or, or perries, as they should be properly called, yeah. um, and then we're blending those with the different fruits that we've got on the properties. We do have some apples as well, but those aren't our main focus per se. So that's another sort of thing that's a little bit different about what we're doing. Yeah, so you have a, a, a sparkling pear cider, uh, which is it done in the Charmat style, or how, how do you get it to sparkle? That's a good question. We actually have we actually have two pair all pear ciders. One we okay. do in Charmat style, so that double fermentation. We're using a, a French champagne yeast to make it a, a little bit more of that sort of traditional uh, feel. Yep. And then we're doing a an all pear cider with a Fazante method. So we're doing um, single ferment uh, again with a champagne yeast, although a different strain. And then we're doing that. Um, infusion of the co2 at, at bottling time and so is the fruit two, like whether yeah sorry uh whether no, you do whether you do an apple cider or a blend or a pear cider are the fruits that you use different than the fruits that we might eat in our case no we are not using um the traditional cider apples or peri pears mm-hmm. um namely because that's the fruit that we have at hand is just the fruit that's growing on our orchard and we want to use exactly that right but with our style of cider we didn't want to do anything um we wanted to focus on sort of creating a really lighter drier style but with lots of lovely um natural fruit flavors that people would be able to recognize so i often Mm. say that we are doing a french inspired cider with an okanagan twist so we really get those Okanagan fruits shining through um, in our ciders, which is which is kind of a nice. Which is great. A nice. And touch, a- yeah. actually, I can say that uh, I know that two of your ciders did well at the National Wine Awards last year in 2021 uh, yeah. when they were submitted. So the judges uh, thought highly of them as well. Uh, yeah, listen, we we're. Well, we're speaking with Kimberly Wish. She's a partner at Le Petit Abbé on the Naramata bench just outside of the town of Penticton. Uh, how, what can people do then if they come to the cidery? Can they visit? Do they need reservations? What's available for people when they, when they get to the site? So we definitely offer tastings. We take uh, our guests through four of our nine ciders. Mm-hmm. Um, we have uh, also an outdoor picnic area. So if if, if guests want to stay longer after the tasting, uh, you can bring your own snacks and open a cold bottle of cider outside and enjoy the views of the orchard and Okanagan Lake. Uh, so typically people are getting there by car or by wine tour bus or even uh, now pretty popular e-bikes along mm. the Kettle Valley Rail Trail, which comes right near our cidery. Yeah, I like that idea. Uh, now, I, I assume they can buy them on, online. We're in Vancouver. What about the rest of the province? How how can people get their hands on your product? 
Yes, definitely online. We do ship direct. Uh, we have a cider club, which takes all the guesswork out of everything. But we are also in many of the lower mainland uh, private liquor stores. Um, mm. So we have a big listing on our website. Um, we're at the Liberties, the Legacies, and a few of the other um, sort of big guys downtown. Oh, that's fantastic. So so a cider club, that, that that's new to me. <laughs> yeah, cider club, like we... We uh, yeah we've kept it simple. We uh, we select the ciders. We send you six in the spring and six in the fall, and it's always going to be a little bit of a surprise what's going to show up. Um, mm-hmm. But it's a nice way to have something you know just arrive at your door and not have to really think about it or plan it. <laughs> yeah, Kimberly, we're almost yeah. out of time, but you also offer a vermouth that is made on the property. Oh, well, you heard about that, did you? Yeah, yes, I we did. did uh, <laughs> we did actually a cherry vermouth. Um, so done in that traditional Italian Piedmont style. So yep. it's going to start off cherry forward on the palate, and then it's going to flip and do a 180 on you and finish sort of in that little bit of bitter botanical style. And wow. we also did a peach and apricot amaretto, which has been pretty popular as well. So we've wow. got a couple of little fun side projects happening in addition to that, our ciders. That's fantastic. You you, you seem to have an, uh, a well-integrated sort of European bent to what you're doing there. I really, uh, really appreciate that. Yeah, well, listen, that's Kimber- a good observation, actually. Our, our cider maker is European, so he has a lot of the influences that we've, uh, been, ah. um, yeah, well, that we've been We should mention there. his name. He'll be happy. He should be happy. His name is Michael Mosny. Okay. And, uh, he's got lots of experience with wine and with fruit and with bubbles, so he was a perfect fit for us. Yeah. In fact, I think, doesn't he make wine down south somewhere at uh, Winemaker's Cut? Yes, Winemaker's Cut. That's his winery. Wow. Fantastic. Mm -hmm. Kimberly, uh, really great to catch up with you today. Folks, if you're you're getting into cider or you know a lot about cider, either way, uh, I think it'd be kind of fun to drop by Le Petit Abbe when you're on the Naramata bench with hundreds of other people who seem to scurry along that road daily. Uh, and get into uh, ciders. It's the coming thing across British Columbia. Thanks so much for joining us, Kimberly. Thank you so much. It was great talking to you. Good to have you. That was Kimberly Wish. She's a partner at Le Petit Abbe. Uh, still to come, Dominga Cotarella. She's the CEO of Familia Cotarella. She joins us from Italy today to talk about wines, but also a unique school she co-founded focused on teaching elevated wine-focused hospitality. Uh, I can't wait to talk to her about that. Hey, the show's available weekly on 20 radio stations across British Columbia or on demand. We're on all the major podcast platforms. This is BC Food and Wine Radio, and I'm Anthony Gismondi. There's more to come. This is BC Food and Wine Radio with Anthony Gismondi. As someone who is starting or adding to their wine or spirits collection, you recognize your choice of a reputable supplier is paramount. As the only auction in Canada dedicated to fine wines and spirits, Iron Gate Auctions offers buyers a safe, inexpensive way to initiate or enhance their collections. They're experts in the field, and all of their offerings are meticulously sourced from private sellers across Canada. To find out more, visit irongateauctions.com. You make no excuses. You live life without blame. You know how to enjoy every single sip. For you, Cigar Box Pinot Noir. Crafted especially for those seeking the pleasures of life. Bold wine for bold living. Cigar Box Pinot Noir. 
Dare to find it at a BC liquor store near you. Refreshing, relaxing, romantic. Get away to Therapy Vineyards and stay at their modern, comfortable, and spacious boutique inn. Experience your moment of awe from the balcony of your room while taking in the panoramic views of the vineyards and Okanagan Lake. Capture the essence of the grape growing season while luxuriating at your home base for wine tours. Oh, and did we mention award winning wines? Book your relaxing retreat or perfect couples getaway today at therapyvineyards.com. Sun, water, soil. Organically farmed and made in collaboration with Mother Nature, Liber's terroir-focused small lot wines capture the essence of the Okanagan and Similkamine Valleys. Join the wine club to receive delivery of award-winning wines, new releases in spring and fall, early access to library wines, complimentary tastings, and more. Liber Farm and Winery looks forward to hosting you in their spacious covered wine garden in Asuyas. Discover more at liberfarm.com. Simply great wines. From the Save on Foods Wines of British Columbia Studios, it's BC Food and Wine Radio. Now, here's Anthony Gismondi. Hello, British Columbia, and a shout out to our Vancouver base at BNN Bloomberg 1410 and all other 19 cities across the province on the BC Food and Wine radio network uh we're heading to italy today our next guest is dominga cotarella she's the ceo of the cotarella family winery located uh in the umbria area of italy just south of orvieto domingo welcome to the show thank you so much for inviting me in this show thank you thank you so much from italy Oh, we, we're so happy to have you on the show and uh, to talk a little bit about wine. And I, I don't think I know another person in the wine business who has such deep roots. Your family uh, has been making wine everywhere for so long. Can you give us sort of a very quick overview? Yeah, I mean, I, as I know, I told every day, uh, I was born in a family where wine has always been the main protagonist. My father, my uncle, my grandfather... Every one of my family has always talked about wine. Wine is the main <laughs> protagonist in our family. <laughs> I grew yeah. up with wine, I should say. You, yeah. It's a, you, you, yeah. Usually some kids run in the other direction when that happens, but you seem to have embraced it. <laughs> yeah, my, I remember, I still remember at uh, the age of four years uh, when my grandfather used to give me some wine secret, secretly from my mother, of course, and against any pediatric rules with some water, of course. But I still remember, you know, the emotional moment. Just, you know, I share a passion with my grandfather. It was fantastic. Uh, I mean, uh, emotional moment, I should say. Yeah. Well, I love that, and I want to talk about a couple of wines in a minute, but first I want to start with something completely different, and it's, 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 uh, it's something, uh, it's a higher education school called Intrecci, and maybe you could just introduce that to us, because I think it's such a great idea. Yeah, I mean, uh, it's, an school, it's an academy, it's a school uh, with my sister, we decided to, to start in uh, 2017, it's, uh, it's an academy for, we want to train new professionals for hospitality service and for the uh, front of the service in the catering industry. I think that it's so important to train people, young people, for you know, the importance of the front of the service. So it's an academy, yeah. it's a campus formula. Our students stay with us for six months. They live together, they share the same you know, uh, school, the same environment, the same uh, moment in daily life. And then they live for other six months 
um, in uh, in all over the world, and you know, working in the restaurants in very important Michelin star restaurants and very important uh, hotel in the world, just to make experience. Because we think that we have to gap, we have to close this gap between kitchen chef and dining area. Because I think I'm convinced that you know. Uh, the, 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 um, the front of the house experience is the calling card of any restaurant. It yeah. can transform a good meal into a memorable experience. Yeah. In fact, it, and it's sort of, it, the way it's evolved, it's kind of like there's all these people who think they know something about wine, but they've forgotten about the whole experience of, of being in a restaurant. And uh, as, you, as you so rightly say, the client does not eat in the kitchen. He doesn't speak to the chef, and he doesn't come to the patisserie for advice. I just love that line. And he's, yeah, he's not, yeah, I mean, uh, and he's yeah. not given a seat among the burners. <laughs> he really wants yeah. an experience. <laughs> Yeah, it's a, a total experience from, you know, food, ingredients, wine, but even the way of receive, receiving people. You know, uh, yeah. I should say in Italian we say good morning and welcome is much more important than one appetito. So it's something yeah. much more important. The total experience. So the, the yeah. cuisine, the chef, the kitchen is important, the ingredients, but even the way we are receiving when we enter a restaurant, when we live an experience and a gastronomic experience. Uh, I couldn't have said it any better. Uh, our guest is uh, Dominga Cortarella. She's the CEO of the Cortarella Family Winery in Umbria, and we've been talking about her school. By the way, you don't have to speak Italian to take the class. Is that correct? No, no, absolutely, because we have an international students. They come from, you know, you... Uh, USA, from Europe, from Italy, and we want to have, uh, you know, different experiences just to create uh, a real experience. But because they live together for six months, they have to share their different, uh, you know, lives, and they start a new, different reality, I should say, because they live together for six months in a school, in a campus <laughs> formula. And so it's yeah. important because it's a, a sort of big brother, I should say. <laughs> yeah. So great. Uh, let's talk about a couple of wines uh, that are that have been in our market. They come and they go because they sell so quickly. But uh, maybe we'll first start with the Sodali Merlot. Uh, what can you tell us about this wine? Where is it from? How did it come about? Yeah, I mean, our company is a semi-run company, and we are in Umbria, between Umbria and Lazio region. Sodale comes from uh, Lazio, is 100% of Merlot, the same vineyard of our most important wine, Montiano, and mm. is a... Uh, the, the, it's, a, I should say, a comfortable wine. The wine that we can taste, we can talk about, you know, any single subject, any topics, and we can drink because it's a well-balanced, it's so, you know, um, it's a, a pleasant wine. You can drink and you can, it's a gastronomic wine. Very, you know, it's very important, the combination, the pairing with food. And Sodale yeah. is a typical Italian gastronomic wine, I should say. Yeah, and Merlot, sometimes people think Merlot is that a new world variety, but it's been growing in Italy for, for uh, decades, maybe a century now, so it's not a new variety. No, absolutely. Merlot, I, I mean, when the, the story of, uh, about my family, my father started uh, cultivating Merlot in 1979, so a long time wow. ago, 
because uh, you know thanks to his experience in bordeaux in french mm. and he wanted to try this grape even in our terroir and just at the beginning was amazing was wonderful wonderful grape in our terroir because we have you know the right uh, the right condition to grow up this kind of variety so it's a precocious variety. We have, you know, we have a volcanic soil very close to Lake, to Volcana Lake, a volcanic lake. So the importance of water is so is much more important for a wine, for a grape like Merlot. Yeah. Uh- I also want to talk about another wine. I know it's it's in and out of the market here, but it's a, such a fun wine, the Jelsey. It's got a great story. Maybe you could summarize that for our listeners. I think they'd enjoy that. Yeah, Poggio de Jelsey is a single vineyard wine. It's SSS DOC. Uh, SSS means is is is. Well, good, good, good. Because you know the bishop. Uh, when a bishop, the, the bishop came to Montecascone, our our village, and he tried different Italian wine, and for each wine that he found good, say is good. When he arrived in our country, when he arrived in our village, and he said, "As says, say good, good, good. There is, <laughs> there is, there is." And so you know, denomination, the denomination, the denomination SSS means. Uh, you know, uh, has a particular story. But I want to say something. I mean, Poggio de Jelsey, for my family, is, you know, the best expression of historical uh, of, of, of historical Italian DOC, but represents our, I should say, our link to our roots, but even our vision, because it's, a, you know, a, a different expression of what we inherit from uh, my father and my, my uncle. So it's a very important wine for my family, for the second generation, I should say. Yeah. Well, and you, you have a great history. I mean, you now are the uh, the third generation with Marta and Enrica uh, that are running this winery. And you have this reputation now for recovering and restoring all these ancient varieties uh, that have been growing and maybe haven't been looked at uh, in the last, uh, you know, 50 years in Italy. But now you're you're taking them back. Yeah, because I want to I want to tell you a particular sentence uh, belongs to a very famous German poet Goethe. Goethe um, said, "What you inherit from your father must first be earned before it's yours." It means that you know, even if I, I mean, me, Martha, and Erika, we are three sisters. We inherit a very important product, Familia Cotarella Company. But you know, it's not because it belongs today belongs to us. It means that it's ours. We have mm-hmm. to give to our company our mission, our vision, our soul. And I think that we have to discover, rediscover some particular grape, some traditional grape as Rochetto. Rochetto is a very important traditional, original grape in our village, in our terroir. And we want to rediscover and we want to maintain even uh, international varieties, but, you know, both. Yeah, international variety has low, but even in, uh, you know traditional variety has Rosetto, Malvasia, the, mm. the grape we use for Poggio de Gelsi. Yeah, uh, Dominga, it, it's so fantastic to talk with you. I always get inspired when I talk to Italians about uh, wine because they mostly talk about life and uh, they talk about everything else 
but wine. Wine is just one part of the picture. And uh, I wish you well with that school. Uh, I, I wish I was 25 years old. I'd get on a plane right now and uh, go to that school for six months, that's for sure. But maybe we've inspired some young Canadians to head over there and check it out. We'll have all that up on our website and uh, on our various uh, social media pages. Thanks so much for joining mm-hmm. us, Dominga, and, and for taking time out of your evening to join us. Uh, we really appreciate it. Thank you so much. I'm waiting for you in Italy just to taste some of our wines and to see our school. <laughs> You're going to see me in Italy for sure. Uh, thank you again. That was Dominga Cotarella. She's the CEO of Familia Cotarella. Now, still to come on the show, plenty more. We catch up with the first couple of the Similkameen Valley, Charlie and Jesse Basler, of course, Let's Estate Winery. Our show is available weekly on 20 radio stations across British Columbia, and it's on demand on all the major podcast platforms. This is BC Food and Wine Radio, and I'm Anthony Gismondi. There's lots more still ahead. This is the BC Food and Wine Radio Network. Penticton, the hub of the South Okanagan. A place to slow down, take your time, and enjoy perfect patio weather and a world-class wine and culinary scene. With 80 wineries within a 20-minute drive, along with distilleries and cideries, eight craft breweries, and a fantastic variety of locally sourced restaurants, Penticton is the perfect destination for your relaxing summer getaway. For details on wineries, tours, tasting room, and restaurant hours before you go, and for more trip inspiration, head to visit Penticton.com. Summer in the Okanagan. Great food, fine wine, fabulous views. You can have it all at Mount Boucherie Estate Winery and the Modest Butcher Restaurant in West Kelowna. Enjoy the stunning vistas while wine tasting outside on the patio. Or step inside the Modest Butcher for some delicious new summer dishes from the menu. Online tasting bookings and table reservations are recommended due to limited seating. Just go to mtboucherie and modestbutcher.com. You make no excuses. You live life without blame. You know how to enjoy every single sip. For you, Cigar Box Pinot Noir. Crafted especially for those seeking the pleasures of life. Bold wine for bold living. Cigar Box Pinot Noir. Dare to find it at a BC liquor store near you. Today's real estate landscape is fast-paced and complex. Now more than ever, whether you're a buyer or a seller, it's vital to work with a professional real estate company like Remax. Lean into their experience, local market knowledge, and connections. They are your market experts and are excited to help you make your dreams a reality. The right agents for today's market are at Remax, with offices in Summerland, Penticton, and Asuyus. Call or visit them at YourSouthOkanaganHome.com. And now, a BC Food and Wine Radio Spotlight on British Columbia Wineries. Presented by Valley First Wealth Management. Working with you to give you confidence in your financial future. Valley First Wealth Management is a division of FW Wealth Management Limited. Hello, British Columbia, across the BC Food and Wine Radio Network, and welcome to the wild, rocky, and windy Similkameen Valley. Our Valley First guests are partners in life and work from Corselet Estate Winery, Charlie and Jesse Basler. Uh, welcome to the show. Thank you. It's Thanks, great to be great here. Great to have the two of you here. We seldom get to talk to two people that have a dream that they've accomplished. Yeah, yeah. It's it's still uh, it's been an exciting journey. Yeah. Work, in, work in progress. Jesse, yeah. were you in from the start to run a winery and do all the work? <laughs> That's a really good question. Uh, I come from a 
background family business, mm-hmm. but it's in aviation. Yeah. And I was just here kind of on a, um, a, a holiday from my job in the Arctic, and I met this cute guy in this valley who was, you know, working at a vineyard, and, <laughs> and then the next year, all of a sudden, there's a barrel, and then the next year after that, there's five barrels. <laughs> and that was it. And that was Once it. Once you rolled out the barrels, you knew it was over. Well, as, as you can appreciate, you always uh, date someone in wine country with a wine tour. Yeah. And so, uh, yeah, it was uh, it was a ton of fun. It was so, good trickery. So, Charlie, you started, you were working in the Smilkameen. You did some work at Clos de Soleil, I think. And then, yeah, yeah. When uh, when I met Jesse, we uh, I was living, you know, so he's working uh, for a winery brewing out in Oliver. And so that's where um, that, that tour took place. And, yeah, we've worked at a couple different places in in the process and um yeah we got the bug i mean it you know you you, you love the business and mm-hmm. and you, you know you learn so much it's this really exciting challenge and along the way um you know jess of course shares it all so i'd like to think i didn't trap her into this <laughs> i but think yeah i think she fun. does a lot of work but your family your family were farmers yeah that's way back right. when that's so right you it wasn't a a new thing for you no so yeah my, my family's background is in agriculture um i studied uh environmental science with a focus in chemistry to do uh everything but farm my my vision as a young scholar was to save the world through environmental sciences and, and reclamation yeah um you know it translated nicely though as i graduated i had some job postings out for colder more remote regions and uh <laughs> and, and you found and, one and, and i found work in the wine biz and, and my experience in agriculture and my uh recently accomplished uh, studies translated really well and so i just i never left yeah. this this industry it's been very exciting and you never left the mountains you're like 10 feet away from them so you're, you, you <laughs> seem right. happy in that setting as that's well. that's right that's right no um the similkameen uh is just such an easy place to call home yeah. uh, we love it here yeah. Yeah. you have a young family jesse how do they how do you manage all that in this valley well uh it's a great place to raise kids uh-huh. uh, we're pretty blessed it's uh you know we've got the river five minutes away and we spend a lot of time exploring that area with them yeah um you know they're definitely not city kids they don't you know they don't they're not enrolled in 10 different classes every week they we don't have that type of service but right. we have the outdoors we're hiking we're taking them kayaking um we we try to get them involved in the vineyard i mean they're only sick so right now <laughs> grapes is really you know interesting for them but like the work getting to the, the grapes to grow is not sure. that interesting but uh yeah. we got a chicken coop now for the kids and they're pretty happy about that and we've got a great big german shepherd that we were hiding on you guys right now because <laughs> he's a, he's and a beast he's just wondering what's going on and i'm not the center of the attention yeah he's, uh, their, he's their world so. well you you mentioned the river people whiz by we used to whiz through this valley to get to the okanagan now we stop obviously there's so many great things to do here in wineries but, but what can you do at the river how how, how can people access the river well, that, that don't live here. Sure. So um, there's a great public park in Karamea. It's called Pine Park, uh, and it provides good river access. Right. Um, the beach is a little stony there. I'd say just upstream from that, the Red Bridge and the, the Red, White Bridge. Yeah. Are Red, good, Red Bridge um, is great. Yeah, are great public access, again, with beautiful sandy beach-type layouts. And mm-hmm. um, the right time of the year, people jumping off the bridge. There's fishing, and it's also a really good launch point for those that right. are there to venture down the river on the, you know, uh, 
well, people float on anything, but really, uh, you know, boats, kayaks. Um, yeah. And then you can bridge your uh, your stops. You start at the Red Bridge, end up down in Carmius or Coston. You know, you can mm-hmm. choose how much sun you want. But there's a lot of amazing things to do yeah. just surrounding that body of water. I mean, you know, other regions have lakes. We have a river. So yeah. it's, there's uh, also um, the provincial park, Bromley Rock, which sure. is just before Princeton in the mm-hmm. Similkameen. Epic watering hole. Like That's probably our favorite family beach and camping camping ground it's a provincial campground Mm -hmm. it's awesome it's Mm -hmm. awesome the swimming there is just like you think you're on another planet our guests are charlie and jesse bessler they're partners at corsoletta state winery in the similkameen valley it's the organic capital of canada you got a lot of farmers around you growing a lot of interesting uh, things so do you get involved in that too i mean i know you're raising grapes (laughs) but yeah, I mean, there's a huge community spirit in the valley. We love, I mean, we source all of our product from as close to home as possible for two reasons. I, I truly believe that it is some of the best product in the world. Mm-hmm. And we get to deal with like-minded people, couples just like us that mm-hmm. are that are having a hard go at, you know, working the land and, and living from it. And it's amazing to be a part of that and to support it. Uh, yeah. Absolutely. I yeah, mean, there's a lot of very skilled young farmers that come from, some of them coming from the city, wanting a change of lifestyle, and others right. that come from three generations of farming in this valley that just they just know how to grow anything here yeah and there's things things are changing like there's these sort of up upscale farm markets and things happening all around here now that, that attracting people too yeah it's yeah, just, just down the road um between us and in Coston, there's yeah. the farm store which is brand new a little, right. little grocery store and then the market at clippers is a new big up-and-coming thing that has all kinds of baked goods and pro, like all their products is available there. It's, mm-hmm. ama- it's oh, amazing. It's, it's changed the the definition of fruit standing, you know, which is Caramius and Costin yeah. is so notorious for. It's- if I picked a time to come to the Similkameen during the season, what what would you tell people? What would be a great time to visit oh, the Similkameen? Oh, okay. it's a, Do you want to float? If you want to float the river, yeah. it's got to yeah. be like middle of July. July. Yeah, yeah. June, so, July, to, towards August. August. Yeah. September. Is- um, if you're coming to wine tour, September and October is the best because that's when all the big reds are released. Yeah. All the best comes out. Um, and if you're coming like, to fish, probably spring. Yeah, probably June. Uh, you don't want high water to fish. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, but no, it, I mean, there's, uh, there, there's so much to offer uh, that's yeah. unique in every season. But yeah. The okay, food. we better say something about the winery or we'll get shot by the marketing <laughs> sure, director. Sure. Uh, what about Corselet now? What, what can people do here when they come? What, what's the hospitality like? Other than very generous, as I can see. <laughs> so we uh, we used to do a service just within our wine shop um, mm-hmm. at the bar. And then after 2020, we realized that we've never really utilized this beautiful patio that we have outside here that has this incredible view it is over the valley. Amazing. <laughs> right? It's like yeah. the perfect view that's K-Mountain right across. And then the, swim- the best swimming hole is just below that. And... Um, we now just do seated service outside on the patio, weather permitting, of course, and uh, we, we serve five to six different types of wines. Usually we go through our core portfolio mm-hmm. and um, we uh, we have some micro lot wines that we will sneak in there sometimes, right. depending on the t- time of the week people come to visit. Yep. And uh, our, our service, our staff is amazing. We feel like we offer a really great experience. We're not... Uh, <laughs> we're, we're not shy. We really like people to have a good time and enjoy themselves when they come. We, well, we, from what I can see, there's a lot of lingerers out there. <laughs> there it's not today. like they come and go. They're, they just 
I think you might have something to do with that. Though. I'm not sure about that. <laughs> uh, and Charlie, maybe just quickly, how would how would you characterize the wines here at Corslet? What what kind of a producer are you? Sure. Um, well, we're the biggest Samil Kameen cheerleader, so everything we're going to talk about is that. We really try to, you know, share with the most exciting parts of different vineyards that we have. Um, our, our riper or our, our bigger red portfolio is. Um, you know, uh, Syrah and Merlot and Cabernet Francs, um, and we make uh, those in single varietal or in blends. And uh, Pinot is a really exciting part of our program. Mm-hmm. We do some fun sparkling wines um, and uh, some really exciting rosés made from Pinot and Syrah as well. Mm. So we, we like to really harness and share the, the bounty of the valley through vineyards and wine. You're a bit of a mad dog worker, though, uh, from what I can see. Like you, 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 have, you have about 150 acres here, uh, and you've already planted, what, is it 40 or 29 29 yeah, yeah but you have a new project that you're looking at higher yeah. up but so you never stop well no i i i mean this we we just have a winemaking problem some people would say <laughs> uh, but we, we we uh people love our wines and so we just keep trying to 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 share that with them and it comes with yeah we love working our our site here yeah. um yeah, we've got exciting higher elevation projects we're always chipping away on and lots of exciting stuff here. Okay, two questions that I always get all the time. Corselet, where does that name come from? What does it mean or why is it important? And also the symbol on your bottle, which is pretty cool. Sure, yeah. I uh, love to talk about that, honey. So uh, Corselet's named after um, uh, a family farm in Corselet, Switzerland. And the term Corselet was... Um, which used, is where Charlie comes from. Just to put that into context. Right. Charlie's yeah. originally from Switzerland. Was used to define, um, you know, a, a garden community uh, put in charge of food production for fortified castles. So there's a few corselets in France. There's a corselet in, in Eastern Canada, in fact. And so uh, it's not unique just to us, but that's what it symbolizes: uh, is a garden community or a, a royal garden, if you will. Um, the spiral is just like everything that you've hopefully kind of witnessed here in the last 10 years of our of our efforts is a continuous evolution and, and growth um, not just inward but inward as we develop our skills and our team and our family and uh, it resonates big with everything that we do that's a very mm-hmm. powerful symbol you guys have done a fantastic job I'm always impressed to see young people working so hard uh, to make you know to be a part of the community and, and really uh, you know make this valley move forward and it's it's got a lot of uh, it's got a lot of foot speed already but I I think you're going to enjoy and I'm sure your kids are going to enjoy growing up here in the valley. We hope so. Oh, we, hope we hope so. so. Yeah. yeah, we love it. Hey, thanks for joining us on uh, for this interview. We just love uh, talking to uh, winery folks about some other things in life too. It's not all wine uh, and. Uh, it's nice for our listeners to sort of get behind the screen and uh, meet you. Thanks so much. Sure. Thank you. Great to be here. Thanks for having us. Our guests us. are Charlie and uh, Jesse Basler. They're partners at Corselet Estate Winery in the Simokameen Valley. You're listening to BC Food & Wine Radio. I'm Anthony Gismondi. We'll be right back. Join us next time for another Spotlight on British Columbia Wineries presented by Valley First Wealth Management. Working with you to give you confidence in your financial future. Valley First Wealth Management is a division of FW Wealth Management Limited. 
Take a break from the hustle and bustle of the big city and relax in the beautiful and peaceful South Okanagan. Enjoy fantastic wine and culinary offerings throughout the region, including 180 of BC's finest wineries. From Summerland's Bottleneck Drive to the Naramata Bench to Okanagan Falls and Skaha Lake's Heart of Wine Country, down to Oliver Asuyus Wine Country. For community information, wine regions, and more trip inspiration, visit SouthOkanagan.com. It's time to create new memories in the South Okanagan you remember. Clos de Soleil Winery knows that the best wines keep it simple. It's all about the grapes and the place where they are grown. Minimal handling, minimal intervention, maximum beauty in the bottle. Nestled in a sunny, stony corner of BC's Similkameen Valley, Clos de Soleil produces wines that blend the best of Bordeaux varieties with their unique terroir. The result? Wines that are elegant and effortlessly special. Tastings by appointment or buy online at clodesoleil.ca. Free shipping to BC and Alberta on orders of six or more bottles. The most exciting club in the Okanagan is Summerhills Organic Wine Club. When you become a member, you'll receive 24 bottles per year of sommelier-curated organic wines. Enjoy preferred pricing and free delivery. Plus, members earn double gratitude points, which gives 20% of each order back in your pocket. Get insider information on Summerhill's new releases and special events. Enjoy the flavors of Summerhill. Join the Organic Wine Club at summerhill.bc.ca. You make no excuses. You live life without blame. You know how to enjoy every single sip. For you, Cigar Box Pinot Noir. Crafted especially for those seeking the pleasures of life. Bold wine for bold living. Cigar Box Pinot Noir. Dare to find it at a BC liquor store near you. From our Save on Foods Wines of British Columbia studios, it's BC Food and Wine Radio. Now, here's Anthony Gismondi. Hello, British Columbia. We're back with a special shout out to Bounce Radio, Oliver Nasoyus, and all 19 other cities across the province. Our next guest joins us uh, from the Naramata bench. Jack Kemp is the winemaker at Therapy Vineyards. Jack, how are you today? I'm great, thank you. It's a lovely day this way. Yeah, I guess August, is August a bit of a break for you at all? or? Uh, I would say it normally would be a bit of a break, but um, because we have our sparkling house as well, our oh, still yeah. wines are finished and safe, and now it's time for focusing back on sparkling. Wow. And uh, sparkling, well, you pick it a lot earlier, I guess, than, uh, well, we know you pick it early, but uh, how's it going? Like, we haven't heard much about the 21 season from anyone. Well, 21 is a little bit of a tricky season, I must admit, because we had such high heat last year in the the 2021 season, moving into 22. Yeah, sorry, Uh, I I meant 22. Let's guess. (laughs) It feels like I'm in 21 sometimes. Yeah, Uh, I know. And then we had a really cold winter period, which which caused some damage to some of our our buds up uh, in this general direction. So we we have had a, a, a slower start to the season with mm-hmm. lots of rain, um, which has actually been really good because it's allowed our vines to recover somewhat from the last few years. So yeah. we're growing a lot of a lot of green leaf, uh, which is giving the plants back their energy. We do have reduced crop though 
due to damage from heat stress from the 2021 season and also some damage coming through from winter. So we're, we're a little bit behind, but nothing to be concerned about at this stage. Um, beautiful weather, nice and cool in the evening, evenings again. So I think we'll be tracking fine this year. Mm. That's great. Great to hear. Uh, well, today I wanted to talk about, we're going to talk about a couple of different things today, I think. Uh, so I don't know which, how would you like to start off with? Well, I just thought because now, well, since we're in a growing year rather than necessarily a, a big booty red year, I, I thought we'd go back to, to the roots of, of where therapy sort of sits, which is our Gewurztraminer yeah. um, from 2021, and just explain to you a little bit about that wine and, and why it's important to us. Yeah, let's do that. Let Maybe let's start with the name, Gewurztraminer. <laughs> Gewurztraminer. <laughs> Yeah, always a uh, tricky one to, to pronounce if you're just reading it. But uh, Gewurz Tremina has been quite an important grape for the Okanagan from the beginning as far as it's it tends to be a high cropping variety. Uh, mm-hmm. So it gives us a little bit more volume coming into, into our whites. Uh, and the reason it's important for therapy is because the vineyard that we source our Gewurz Tremina from is actually the original vineyard, the first vineyard of, of therapy and heading all the way back to the original owners of our site, which is actually Red Rooster. Oh, wow. So they're fairly old then? They are old. They're old vines coming in from Summerland. That's correct. They're about hmm. 32 to 34 years old now. And is it, I mean, you know, people say Pinot's hard to grow and this grape's difficult. Well, Gewürztraminer, is it, is it fairly easy to grow or...? Gewürztraminer doesn't doesn't have any issues with rain or or a, a difficult season as far as lots of rain or lots of heat and bits and pieces. But the, where it is difficult is because it actually attracts a lot of pests. So if, mm. when it gets really ripe, you get lots of wasps. Or or in this case, it's because Gewürztraminer ripens early, you get the bears coming in. So you do have to you have to look for other things other than just okay, what's going on with the season? You've got to go, okay, what's going on with the animals around us? And yeah. um, we keep an eye on that. I don't know what's worse, wasps or bears. I guess either one in a vineyard is not good for humans. <laughs> <laughs> That's so true. It's very yeah. true. But, uh, yeah, our Gewurz is, is great for that because it's, a, it's an early start for us. It, it gets the still winery up and going, and um, it, it brings us into focus for the, for the season. Our guest is Jack Kemp. She's a winemaker at Therapy Vineyards, a wine grower too, actually working in the vineyards responsible for the vines. Jack, uh, one of the issues for consumers often with these kind of aromatic wines is they don't really know what they're going to get. So how would you characterize the style of your Gewürztraminer, say in terms of sugar and all the rest of that, the balance of it, etc.? Well, Gewürztraminer has, has got a lot of aromatics, so we're very careful with the amount of residual sugar that comes into that wine um, because, due to the fruit sweetness it has in the first place. So our Gewürztraminer is pretty much dry. I leave around about, or we leave around about two and a half grams, just a hint, because mm. I pick it quite early. Um, just to make sure we keep the, the jasmine flavors and, and the white peach sort of aromas coming coming through yeah. rather than, than leaving it on longer and, and then the grapes change quite a bit and you lose the acidity of the wine. So we still have quite steely acidity in our Gewürztraminer 
Um, and I like it that way because it it's, remains fresh and in balance with the fruit. Yeah. And if you had to pick a couple of things you, you love to serve with it or eat with it, what what would be some nice matches for a Gewürztraminer in that style? Oh, green Thai curry is delicious. So any okay. sort of... Yeah, any kind of spicy food, staying away obviously from red chilies, but any green chilies or lemongrass goes mm. amazing with the agavets. Fantastic. Uh, I want to talk about another completely different wine, and I'm sure that most of our listeners uh, haven't a clue about uh, what a 2021 hard-pressed wine is, but perhaps you could explain that to us. Absolutely. So we've got a new edition coming out in this fall for Therapy Vineyards, which is our hard-pressed wine, which is a fortified wine. And the reason this is coming out, because we've always, we've always talked about sustainability and, and making sure that our vineyards and, and our winery are producing sustainable products. And this is just an example of that. With our sparkling wines, we only get about 50% of the juice out for sparkling. And then the rest, we were going, okay, well, what, what should we do with the rest? Because we can't use this for sparkling. And it's too acidic for a still wine. So mm-hmm. we came up with uh, our new brand here, which is uh, what we do is we bring in our sparkling grapes. We get the premium juice for, for our sparkling wines. And then I turn on the press and hard press it, <laughs> hence the name. And then we get the extra juice out and we put that to barrel and we use our fortified uh, wine, which is another section of our hard press from our red grapes, and we send that off to a distiller, distill the wine, and bring it back, and we, we fortify our juice with our own uh, fortified wine products. So wow. there you go. It's, <laughs> it's That's a head-to-tail like, thing. <laughs> yeah. It's around 19.1% to 20% in alcohol, and okay. it's more... It's more like a whiskey than it is an actual, it tastes more like whiskey than it does actually wine, but it is actually made from grapes. And yeah. what, you, what we're doing at the moment, we're experimenting with it, putting it on ice, keeping it chilled, and then also adding it with carbonated water just to do a variety of different cocktails with, with that beverage. And they mm. sit quite differently. All three, three styles are quite different when we're doing uh, the different blends. That sounds fascinating. So has it actually been released or is coming out? Or? No, we're, we're releasing that in fall. We're just coming up okay. with the label design at this stage. Uh, it is in a gin-shaped bottle and will be available at therapy uh, from our tasting room and probably through our wine club as well. Hmm. Maybe just a picture of you jumping up and down on the grapes would be good uh, on the table. <laughs> that or the Boyd family, getting the Boyd family in there jumping, jumping up and down because it, it, yeah. it, it's their baby. They've always yeah. wanted something like that out of the winery, so we've finally produced it for them and they're pretty happy. Yeah, I think it's great, and I, you know, I have been talking to more and more people about as the industry matures. Of course, we now have uh, time to pursue, perhaps, and maybe the inclination to pursue other kind of products that we see that we normally see in in uh, in old wine country, say in the old world. So it, it's fun to to express these, and I guess it's fun for you too. It is absolutely fun. I mean, we're scratching our heads there for a bit, and Mike and Jacqueline, the owners of Therapy, brought me quite a few samples of of different spirits that they enjoy. So mm-hmm. moving a wine a wine product towards a, a spirit pro, uh, product was uh, definitely a, a challenge for yeah. us, but I think, I think we've got it right. 
Uh, well, it sounds like you're having fun up there at therapy. For people uh, still uh, planning to get to the Okanagan uh, at this point, late in the summer or all fall, uh, can you tell us when you're open and what's happening with your tasting room? We are still open uh, seven days a week this way. Uh, around about 11 o'clock is a great time to pop up, um, and we close around 6. We are pretty busy this way in the inn, in our, in our inn, but we start clearing some rooms again when it comes towards fall. So yeah. the four bookings are open, and um, we're definitely open and, and busy this way. Yeah, well, I, I, you know, if you're looking for a place on the Nirmana bench, staying at the inns at uh, Therapy are is just a fantastic way to uh, visit uh, the Penticton and Nirmana bench area and to enjoy uh, all the fruits of uh, the labor of Jack Kemp. She's the winemaker. Jack, thanks so much for joining us today from Therapy Vineyards. Absolutely, and come up this way. It's it's absolutely beautiful, and and we're missing everybody as always. <laughs> okay, we'll do that. We'll get the word out. So long. Sounds good. See ya. That's it for today's show, folks. A special thanks to our production team, including our Vancouver technical producer, Dwayne Bishop, our assignment producer, Sherry Caleb, and our director of operations, Stu Ferguson. Now, join us next week. We're going to be back in the Fraser Valley for a stop at the Chamberton Estate Winery. For all of us at the show, we wish you a very peaceful weekend. I'm Anthony Gismani, and you've been listening to the BC Food & Wine Radio Network. That's it for today's show. This is BC Food and Wine Radio with Anthony Gismondi.